Hello, welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. And I'm Homer. Whoa, whoa. Homer, do you remember what we were going to do? I was going to do the monologue, then I was going to introduce you. I know, Jim, but I thought that maybe you and I could be the co-hosts instead of me being a guest host. What do you mean, Homer? What do you mean by co-host instead of guest host? We are both going to be on the show here. I know. I know. I really know. And I really appreciate you letting me come here up to 2021 instead of back there in 1978 where my stories always are to help you host this here adventure that you're going to set before all these people Look at him. Wow! Anyway, Homer? Okay, well, we're into it now. I hear you just had a birthday, Homer. Yes, sirree, Bob, I did. I am now 75 years old, born in 1946 on May 14th. So, 75 and 46 is... How much is that, Jim? Well, it's 2021, so 1946 and 75 equals 2021. Yeah, and my wife, Katie, she's the same age as me. Well, happy birthday, Homer. That's why you're here today. Uh, Just remember that this is not a permanent gig, okay? 10-4, good buddy. I know it's not a permanent gig. I've got a barbecue restaurant to run. Well, you really don't. You have a general store to run. Remember, Homer, it's 1978. Oh, yeah. I get a little confused. It's confused, Homer. Not where I come from, Jim. When I was born, my folks moved me into this little white house kind of across the street from my grandparents' house. My dad had built that house after Mom and him got married. It was a little bitty house, but we lived there until I was about one, and then we moved to California. I remember being told that we used to live there, and for some reason I have a memory of going in there and sitting at a table, and my back was against a wall, so there must have been a bench instead of a chair there. Uh, That's about all I can remember about the house, except for Mr. and Mrs. Short owned it. and They did buy it from my parents. I know that much. Well, when we moved back from California, we must have stayed with my grandparents for a day or two or a week or two or something until my parents got a place to live all lined out. What I remember about that time the most is sleeping in the upstairs bedroom at my grandparents' house. And sleeping with my dad. And before I'd fall asleep, my dad would tell me stories about Tarzan. You know, Tarzan, king of the jungle. And he is really a pretty good storyteller. It's the only time I ever remember my dad ever telling me stories. And I was probably not quite five yet when this all took place. So that is a treasured memory for me. That's a fact. After we built our house up on the hill. And so we lived in town then. I remember going to Grandma and Grandpa's house all the time. My Aunt Connie lived there with them. She was five months younger than me. 
and we were pretty much raised like brother and sister when we were little. And I'd go over there all the time, and we would play, play, and play, and play. We used to make little cars out of clay. Remember that clay? It was kind of like Play-Doh, only it was really clay. And we'd make a little car, and then Grandma's floor had a pattern in it, and we could actually follow this pattern like they were roads. And we could go all over the dining room and the living room and... I can't remember the kitchen had that same flooring. I don't think it did it, but it may have. Just follow those little cars through the roads like we were going on a big major trip. We also played in Grandma's old chicken coop. By the time I really have good remembrances of the chicken coop, the chickens were all gone by then, so it was kind of a little playhouse for us. But I do remember Grandma plucking chickens back when I was really, really young. But by the time I was probably seven or eight, the chickens were long gone. And we'd play in that chicken coop, and it was like a little bitty house. It really was. We used to box. On Friday night, Grandpa come home from the pool hall that he owned, came home for dinner, and he'd want to watch the Friday night fights. And Connie and I would get the old boxing gloves from upstairs out and go and stand right in front of the TV and say, Watch this box, Grandpa, watch this box. Well, we used to put lemons in our mouth, slices of lemons, thinking that they were their mouth protectors. So probably whoever got knocked down was the one that the lemons knocked out and not each other hitting each other. Lemons are pretty tart, you know. When we'd play outside, we'd run around on the grass and swing on the swing we could swing higher and higher and then we used to bail out remember bailing out on the swing and for a moment you were flying and then you'd land hope you didn't get hurt grandma and my mom was always worried we were going to get hurt bailing out of those swings like that and then all of a sudden the train had come the train was a little bit to the south and down below the hill and We'd run and we'd sit on the steps of the sidewalk that went down to the street. And we'd watch that train. And you could see all the train cars. And once in a while you'd see a hobo on one of the cars right on top. Or maybe the boxcar doors were open. That was back in the days before these intermodal cars. They were boxcars with a door that slid open. And sometimes you'd see two or three men riding the rails. That was an exciting thing, and I always wondered where they were going. Then the train would go by us, and we went back to the swing set, swinging higher and higher, bailing out, flying as free as could be. Between the sidewalk and Grandma and Grandpa's house, there's a little patch of clover. We would lay in that clover and on our stomachs and look for four-leaf clovers. Connie could find one once in a while. I never could. All mine were always three-leaf. I would try to tear one in half, try to make it a four-leafer. Connie always said that if you found a four-leaf clover, you are going to be lucky that day. I never felt very lucky because I could never find one of those clovers with four leaves. In the summertime, all those clovers had a little white flower on them. Kind of looked like you were laying in the snowbank. I really liked that clover spot. My dad never liked clover on his lawn. He said that it was just a weed. 
and I just wanted that grass. We would go into the garage and walk up on the hill beside it and there's an upstairs to that garage. You had to walk up the hill and go in these big doors and there was a jeep there. looked like an army jeep to me. I never ever saw anyone drive it. I didn't really know why grandpa had it. I didn't even know if it ran yet. If we were caught in there looking at that jeep we'd be in trouble. They'd run us out, maybe raise their voice. Tell us to never go back into there. It was never locked, so it was a great temptation. Go in and look at that Jeep. You might find what you need and more at Homer Kate's General Store. You might find what you need and more at Homer Kate's General Store. Hey, Pop, where are you going? Oh, Homer, I'm going down Apple's Cafe. I'm late as usual because I had to clean up the back room. Jim and Sam and Bud probably started drinking that coffee. Here I am trying to get there. Well, do me a favor, Pop. You see old Gator Earl over there? You just tell him hello for good old Homer. You got it, Homer. See you later. Hey, bud. Sorry I'm late, you know. Homer. Hi, Jim. Hi, Sam. Hey there, Gator Earl. What are you doing waiting tables? Well, sir, I got all the dishes washed, and Kelly had to run down to the bank. And here you come, and I figured you'd want a cup of coffee. You want anything to eat with that? Not right now, Gator Earl. Good to see you waiting tables. Sir, I told Kelly that I'd do anything here to help out. And I do mean anything. I'm not too good to wash the dishes, and I'm not too proud to wait the tables. I'm just happy to have a job. Well, I hear you're doing a fine job of it, too, there, Gator Earl. I'll tell Homer I saw you. Thank you, Pop. My grandma's kitchen was a white, bright spot in the house. She had this big old oven that she'd cook the best cinnamon rolls in the world on. She was always cleaning and cooking and... I remember she fried up some bacon or a hamburger or something. She poured the grease into this little milk carton, saved the grease. If we wanted a drink of water or something, she'd pour that water into these metal glasses. And they were different colors, kind of purple, kind of red, kind of green. Ooh, it made that water even colder, those metal glasses. But if she gave you her orange juice in that metal glass, it was just weird orange juice. It wasn't like you go down the store and buy some orange juice in a cardboard container. These were in little bitty cans. I think they said Mission on the outside of the can. And you pour it in and there's no substance to it at all. It was kind of like Tang. It was the weirdest orange juice and I just loved it because it was so weird. I never got that at home or anything. 
The one thing she never could make and couldn't figure out why I didn't like it when she'd make it was tomato soup. Now, some of you might like tomato soup this way, but I never did, and the only time I ever ate it was at Grandma's, and I complained and whimpered and whined and everything. She would make it with water instead of milk. To this day, I still make tomato soup with milk. Tomato soup and a grilled cheese sandwich, glass of milk. Couldn't have a better lunch if you wanted. But Grandma must have been so old school that she made it with water. Upstairs, Connie and I would play in those two bedrooms and an open room up there, so it was a pretty good size up there. But there was this one place in, in the upstairs that there was this vent, and you could look through it and see that chair down in the living room on the main floor. And so if we were playing up there and if somebody would sit in that chair, we'd throw a little piece of trash down through those vent holes and it hit them look around wonder what's going on we thought that was great fun we used to explore the basement of grandma and grandpa's house now to get to the basement you had to go outside and around and then go down some stairs grandma had her washing machine down there as an old ringer washer and so on laundry day she'd take connie and i down there and we'd roller skate around that place, a big old furnace in the middle of the room, and we'd like to have a roller derby rink around it. But there are also two or three little bitty rooms behind all that. And one room had these sheepskin woolly cowboy chaps. You know what I'm talking about. My grandpa at one time was quite the cowboy. When he was younger, before I knew him, although every once in a while he'd come up the house riding a horse, and he had some horses up by later where my Uncle Sam bought that property from Grandpa. But those sheepskin chaps were the weirdest things. I'd look at those and wonder if some old cowboy from the olden days left them there or whatever. See, I was the oldest grandchild of my mother's parents. And Connie was their youngest child. Now, everyone always thought it was kind of strange that I'd be older than my aunt, and that's okay, because back in the day, like I had stated before, we were more like brother and sister than aunt and nephew. But one time I remember we were having a family portrait, and all my cousins and all my aunts and uncles and mom and dad, my brothers and my sister, and Grandma and Grandpa and Connie posed for this picture in the living room of their house. That was a great, iconic picture, and I wish I could find a copy of that. What I remember the very most, though, is seated on the couch with all the family standing around was Grandma and Grandpa and Connie and me. The only reason I can even imagine why I was sitting on that couch was... Well, there might be a couple. I might have just been so wild and crazy and ants in my pants and not stand still and not obey and Jim do this and Jimmy don't do that and all that stuff. Or because I was the oldest grandchild and Connie and I were so close, it was a seat of honor. So either it was a seat of discipline or a seat of honor. I choose to remember that it must have been a seat of honor. Not for anything I did or how good I was, but because I was the oldest grandchild. I can see that picture in my mind's eye and it makes me smile 
and it wants to make me cry all at the same time. Well, that'll about do it for this week. It's been a pleasure having you ride along with me down memory lane. Always try to stay on the trail. Don't want to get bucked off into the sagebrush. Homer, thank you so much for coming and visiting us. Happy birthday to you and Katie. I look forward to our next time together. Why, thank you, Jim. This is a hoot, hoot. Yeah, it is. It is always fun. Come back in the present day. See how you all get along here. Can't wait to get back and report to Katie. As we close today, Jim asked me to pass along a message about kindness. And the one that's always dear to my heart is be kind to your web-footed friends because there is somebody's mother or there is no other or is there another? What is a web-footed friend? Is that a duck? It could be a goose. Maybe it's a guy with flippers. So that'd be a scuba diver, right? Wouldn't be a surfer. Anyway, anyway, peace out. Come on, Jim. Let's dance. They're playing my song. Homer, I don't dance. Unless it's a chicken dance. Yeehaw! This has been fun. <laughs> <laughs>